sweat technique. Let's get back to the killer bees, whose hive is in the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios, live at the tailgate. Here's Joel and Jeremy. He's Blank on Branham, Silver Street Studios, the tailgate. Looking forward very much tonight. They're setting it all up. I can already smell some of the goodies. You can almost taste some of them, too. Cannot wait. Um, Texas 3-3. Playoff teams, we'll see. Who knows? Long way to go. Winnable games down the stretch. But what we do know, what's about to happen here very, very soon, is a trade deadline. We have a trade deadline to talk about where the Texans aren't blowing it by not trading Brandon Cooks. Uh, are they going to be sellers or buyers? How should they handle the deadline? 713-780-3776. What do you think, Blankers? Are the Texans buyers or sellers at the deadline in six days? I, I don't think anybody should expect the big, big splash because I don't, unless it's like an expiring contract that maybe they can – they, one, they can get something out for out of for this year, and two, that there's a chance that they could reasonably get a deal done going forward, uh, and not have to commit a ton of money at massive you know, at massive years. Uh, I, I think they're gonna they're gonna be intrigued by a lot of different guys that are out there because of the fact that this team has taken a larger step forward than maybe a lot of people, including maybe internally, had expected. I think they're gonna look at trying to upgrade at a couple of different positions, especially as we talked about giving CJ every weapon and every possibility to, to be able to show out the entire year and do everything that he, he you know he's capable of doing. A wide receiver one is a Mike Evans-type guy for the rest of the season, and, and the fact that you'd have a chance to sign him, bring him home, and if you, it wasn't that many years, that could be a, a, a huge advantage to a CJ Stroud. I'd be intrigued by that. I'd be intrigued because I think Tampa Bay at a certain point is going to sell out on him, try and get something for him knowing he's not going to be there, and that maybe that's the type of guy that makes sense for this team. Yeah, see, I I kind of want a hybrid uh, look when it comes to the Houston Texans at the deadline. If they wanted to trade away like a Jerry Hughes, I know that Jerry Hughes has been critical for Will Anderson, and it's great to have Hughes around because it helps Anderson be, you know, a little bit, you know, does it help his development? Sure, I I believe in that stuff. I do think that veterans help young players. I think Case Keenum's big for C.J. Stroud, so I am a believer in that. But for how long? And and Hughes' contract runs out at the end of the season. If you could get, like, a fifth rounder for Jerry Hughes, which might be lofty, I understand that might be lofty, why wouldn't you do that? But at the same time, if something comes available that helps your two deep, Okay, maybe you flip that fifth rounder you just got for Jerry Hughes to bring in a, a linebacker that's an upgrade over Denzel Perryman. Or the receiver position, I'm, I'm like, I'm pretty good with where the receiver position's at. I think Nico's been really good. Uh, Tank's been really good as a, as a rookie. It, I think it's Woods. Yeah, Woods, I've, Woods has been better than I thought, and I do think at some point they do out-recruit. You know, they recruit over Robert Woods. I think that probably comes in the offseason. The positions that I look at for this team, like they've had a lot of injuries in the secondary. Like, is there a corner out there that you can get for a fifth-round pick? And then can you recoup that fifth-round pick by trading a veteran that's on an expiring deal, like a Hughes? Or safety, where you've had injuries, like Eric Murray's went down. The linebacker play, I think, is their biggest weakness on the defensive side of the ball. Like, Christian Harris really hasn't taken that next step, and it looks like he's going to be benched this week with Denzel Perryman back in the middle. Henry Toa Toa's been fine as a rookie, but still, like, is he a dude that should be starting on a playoff team maybe, maybe next year? Maybe you can bring in a veteran as an outside backer who's an upgrade at that position. I love Blake Cashman, but could somebody else be in the mix there? Uh, if they're if they're going to make a splash, like opposite defensive end from Will Anderson, John Grenard expiring deal. Like you've seen names like uh, Chase Young, the Burns yeah. guy from Carolina. Now that's probably too uh, too pricey. Nick Casario, I think, is bold, but I don't think he's going to be bold in the middle of a season. But I think you can find some pieces that help your two-deep roster, especially defensively, uh, and I think you can recoup it with some of your expiring deals on players that you're not really counting on right now. Where are you guys on the offensive line? Left guard? 
Yeah, I don't know how you really improve that, though, on the trade market. Center, left guard. It looks like Josh he, Jones is going to be back this week, which I think with Josh Jones back, he plays left guard, and then it moves Titus to right tackle for the first time, which gives him, I think, a better offensive yep. line. Um, you really want your center upgrade to be Juice Scruggs, but it, that's a mystery right now. Like, right. What is his health? That's so weird. But that's why I throw it yeah. out there. If you still are leery for the rest of this season about needing yeah. a guy that is so imperative to reading defenses, helping C.J. out, and solidifying that offensive line, if it doesn't cost you anything but right. a late pick get a veteran in here that could possibly make the entire thing work better and give yourself a better chance to win what's the what's the most draft capital you would part with? I, he said it he said i wouldn't trade better than a fifth rounder like if you're looking at a top four yeah. pick to me the texans aren't quite there like they're not there yet like the, te- the we're talking texans playoff team could they make it i think that they can i think that they will with their schedule but even then they're a wild card team they're not they're not a team that's making a run in the postseason yeah, you'd, so you'd i'm not to, trading a top three round pick no, top not. four round pick whenever you're still not a contender you'd, you'd have to get permission to talk to an agent beforehand a guy like a guy like daniel hunter I think, you know, bring him home. Like, he, I don't think he's going to go back to the Minnesota Vikings. Yeah. I think he's going to walk. And, like, that should be, to me, one of your top targets this free agency period. If they're going to blow it up in Minnesota, like, that's a guy I would look after. But you have to, you almost have to get the deal done first. Right. Or like, like, there has to be a back door of, like, hey, we're going to trade for you, mm-hmm. but you're going to sign this contract and be here the fourth. It's the same thing with Chase Young. Like I'm not giving up a big. And it's hard big to do it in season. Young. Like in season, it's almost impossible. You got to look yeah. at the yard sales, right? You got to look at Denver. Yep. You, you got to look at Minnesota if they're going to blow it up. You got to look at the Raiders. Are they going to blow it up? You got to look at teams that have basically already put, you know, uh, will will sell everything goes liquidation sale, uh, you know, out there so that you know, hey, I'm going to start looking at these rosters and start looking at the fact we talked about with Denver with the receivers with whether it, it, it be Sutton or Judy. Mm-hmm. You start talking about different teams and saying, do they have a younger guy that maybe that they, they, they swung and missed on or just isn't the right fit in their system that you could capitalize on that makes you better for this season and is young enough to where you would consider keeping them around. Yeah, I would rather go after guys like, like if they're going to make a big splash or, or just make a splash at all at the deadline. I would rather be calling the Oakland Raider, the Vegas Raiders, <laughs> and being like, hey, you know, you suck. Is Max Crosby <laughs> available? Because that guy is awesome. Like, if you're yeah. going to blow it up. He wreaks and like havoc. But... And, like, you're going to make a big deal. I would rather give up more draft capital for a guy like Max Crosby that's under contract. That's the thing. Versus then go for, like, a rental, like yep. a Montez Sweat, Chase Young, Daniel Hunter, guys like that. Like, it just – because then, then you're giving up draft capital. Like when you might be winning this year, but like you're not ready right. to give up no. your draft capital unless you have a player that's under control. Yeah, I'm not trading a top four round no, pick for, for a rental. No chance. We're, we were on the same page because at the same time, those top four round picks are going to be the ones that keep this thing going forward mm-hmm. in the positive direction to make you a, a more solid playoff team than a division winner, than a, a chance to go multiple rounds in the playoffs, than a Super Bowl contender. But I'm not scared of trading a fifth, sixth, seventh round no, for, for a guy, even if he's not a starter. Even if he's not a starter, if he's a guy that's going to help my two deep and he's going to play 25, 30, 40% of snaps on the offensive or defensive side of the ball, I'm cool doing that. Absolutely. Like, see, seeing how Nick Casario trades these late first these say, late picks, like, give me a guy who's going to help my two deep immediately, even if it is a rental. That so, was my big thing. If yeah. Casario's already been so flippant with fifth, sixth, seventh round picks, Just get rid of him. That now yeah. you might be able to use one of those, trade, make a trade like that, but get someone that you keep around for more than two weeks. I, I'm fascinated. It's like how busy this deadline's going to be because like there are some big time rumors about sellers like with the broncos i mean there's stuff constantly now about derrick henry out there like what are the titans going to do like and they just they just gave up buyer like like they might sell so like i'm just curious how many teams are going to start selling 
in the NFL more consistently. We saw TJ Hawkinson get yeah. traded last year T- at the deadline. Trades, and, and that was on, from a contender. Yeah. Like, that was from, from a team that had playoff aspirations. I, I feel like trade deadlines are normally duds. It's normally like, oh, this guy's available. Football this guy, sure. Football for sure. But this guy's available. It has. It's gotten much, much better. But still, like, all of the big names that you just brought up, like the Hunter, the the Young, they're even talking about Sweat, uh, Derrick Henry, all the Broncos guys, Sertain, Judy, Sutton. Mike Evans are those guys all? I don't think so. They're they're in the race. Like Tampa they are Bay's, right now, like, but I if can't... they know that he's going to walk at the end of the year, no matter what, those owners are so cheap. But if but if you're only getting a fifth rounder for Mike Evans, and you're a team that currently is above 500, and maybe you have a chance to win your division, how do you how do you trade Mike Evans? You, you have the best quarterback in the division, so they're a half game out of their division. I wouldn't. Yes, yeah, not Baker, saying a whole lot. I know, but, but yeah. Baker Mayfield is the best quarterback like, in that division. Yeah. The Buccaneers, I think, are going to win the the South. I None of us shocked. saw that you, coming at the if, start. If, of the they year. Get, if they get like a third rounder for an expiring deal for like Tampa Bay they they could win the division but they're kind of like the Texans where they're not a contender if somebody offered a, a second or a third for Evans I think they do that oh, yeah but I think that's too high of a price for what we're seeing for rentals over the course of like the last three or four trade deadlines where I don't think they get that offer see for him. the tough thing if you're the Texans too you, you even if you thought about that for a second you have to think about the ramifications of trying to keep him if you try to keep him do you really want to pay an elder wide receiver the kind of wide receiver money that's going to be out there on the marketplace too because you know yeah. he's going to want to cash in one more time. And I think that's the kind of thing where you throw too much money at a guy like him that can derail some of the progress that yeah. you've been making. I, I'm, I'm, I'm okay with spending money short-term on a, on a player like him. What I don't like doing, though, is is, is the cost twice. Cause double it's whammy, yeah. A double whammy part of it, and I'll explain. But, like, acquiring good talent either takes, A, drafting that player, so using draft capital on that player, or B, signing them in free agency and using financial capital on that player. One thing that I'm just, like, generally opposed to is using both on a player. Like the Dolphins with Tyreek, where they trade a ton for Tyreek Hill, and then they pay him a ton. Uh, the Raiders with Devontae Adams. So now it's a double whammy. Now you're not only are you paying him top dollar, but you're also giving these premium draft picks. So I'm cool if the Texans want to spend money in free agency. I'm not cool with trading for one of these guys and, you know, it's a second round pick for a, you know, a Chase Young and then you're giving him top 5 defensive end money. I'm not I'm not I'm not in favor of those type of moves. As good as Woods has been for this season. You could keep Woods then, not make the trade, save the draft capital, and then you, if you want to entertain being in the mix for the Evans uh, free agency, yeah. you can do that, and then you avoid the double whammy. And I don't think there's urgency this year. Like, if you're the Chiefs, maybe there's urgency for that receiver. If you're the Houston Texans, maybe there's not urgency there. Uh, some breaking news coming out of Major League Baseball that we, we knew. Bob Nightingale has uh, reported that Dusty Baker has retired after 26 seasons as Major League Baseball manager. We can discuss that if you want, 713-780-3776. We can discuss this conversation, too, if you want. Are the Texans buyers or sellers at the deadline? And Nick Casario gives us a hint on what the Texans might do. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. ESPN 97.5.com. Iocane powder. Marriage. Marriage is what brings us together today. Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios are currently located at the tailgate, culture map, and sports map celebration of Houston sports. Now, here are your Houston sports professors, the Killer Bees, Joel Blank and Jeremy Professor Brown. Swice, I appreciate that. Silver Street Studio, broadcasting live from the tailgate. Not making it this year, you got to be here next year. 
Uh, so Dusty Baker uh, officially going to re- retire. Bob Nightingale, USA Today, reporting this. We'll get to the uh, Texans, sellers, buyers in a moment. Get Casario's uh, thoughts on that as well. But a few sound bites, or, or a few quotes, rather, from Dusty Baker to Bob Nightingale in a one-on-one where it says press conference has been scheduled for tomorrow, noon Eastern. It's 11 here. At Minute Maid Park, where Bucky, or Bucky, where Baker's expected to publicly announce his decision. Uh, Dusty says, I'm very grateful and thankful to Jim Crane and the Houston Astros for giving me this opportunity and to win a championship. I feel like they've been good for me, and I've been good for them. I would agree with that. Yeah. I feel like they've helped each other out. Uh, what I really appreciate is that Jim has been totally honest and transparent with me on things. That's good. I like that as well. I like an owner who's transparent. Uh, Baker says, I still got a lot to offer. Baseball's been my life. Uh, I have a lifetime of knowledge, much more than those who have never played the game. Is that a shot at people? Maybe. Yeah, a little bit. <laughs> is that a shot Analytical Dusty? general managers, maybe. Is that, it might be a shot at the Killer Bees. <laughs> <laughs> is he talking about Chandler Rome and his retirement piece? He, he oh, might maybe. Be. He might be. I, I agree with Dusty, though. He does have a lifetime of knowledge. I think he'd be great in, in, an, ad, in an advisor role for any organization. Uh, Baker, I thought about it before the year, but the reason I didn't want to mention it is because of my conversation with Bruce Bochy, saying how distracting it was for his team in San Francisco, I guess Bochy announced his retirement, that it would be his final year, became yep. a distraction. He said, I didn't want to do that, and it wasn't fair to my players. I, I I admire that. I think that's really cool of Dusty, because we've seen these farewell tours. These farewell tours very much are a distraction. Uh, I uh, I commend uh, Dusty for uh, for not doing that. Yeah, though, that, that is a big feather in his cap, because it can be every interview that every player does. What do you think about this being Dusty's last year? What do you think about if you guys don't make the playoffs in Dusty's last season? It's a complete distraction. We saw it with, with Big Poppy was one of the last big names, and they got to roll Cabrera, out with they the did gifts. It this year. And, yeah, Cabrera this year. You know, it's one thing when it's yeah. a player and you got to constantly answer those questions. When it's the skipper, it's even deeper because now everyone's getting it and there's other layers to it. Is this affecting it? You know, are you going to miss him? There, just they a, would have done the the Dusty Baker Miguel Cabrera tour style at every ballpark. I think so. Like he would have gotten oh God, a gift. He's so at, beloved. Yeah, he would have got a gift at every every single game. We've yeah. had to watch Dusty Baker get a gift from an MLB organization. I, I would have guessed that Dusty would have been the, the the type of manager too that would want that. Uh, I'm surprised that he did this, and I'm pleasantly surprised. I think this is a really good look for Dusty. I, I tip my cat to him for that. Uh, Dusty's final quote to Bob Nightingale: "I'm gone, but I will be back." Uh, Baker said, "I don't think he's a manager, though. Uh, I, I, I think he work. I think he works in baseball next year. Uh, I just it's going to be as a part time advisor for some team. I think he wants to be at home, maybe travel every now and then. But uh, congratulations hey, to Dusty Baker on what is he could a get up for the job with the league office too. Could absolutely, yeah, because absolutely. he's still built. He's got relationships with the current generation of baseball players. He's got relationships back to past generations." Of players, he bridges a lot of gaps. Major League Baseball could do a lot worse than bringing a guy with the the clout, the name, and the the, the knowledge of Dusty Baker. Yeah. So congratulations, Dusty. Hall of Fame career. Enjoy. I guess part time retirement. Uh, sounds like he'll be working sooner rather than later. All right. Uh, here was Nick Casario talking last week whenever he met with the media about being a buyer or a seller at the deadline. Nick Casario answering a, a question from Cody Davis about handling the deadline. Yeah, zero. I mean, we're going to look at our team, figure out, is there an opportunity to add a player that we think can help us? If there is, great, we'll pursue it. And if there's not, then we won't. Like, we feel comfortable with the players that are in the building, that are on the team. There's a, there's a nothing burger answer from Nick Castillo. Yeah, if if we that, like right. it, we will. If we don't, we don't. That's how Nick Castillo answers all of his questions. Every question. Every single question. You don't question. think that's a little belichick do you? I mean, I if, 
It is. Yes, it I, definitely is. Now, I think Belichick says things. You have to listen. I mean, I think the I same. Think Casario I think says nothing. No, I, I disagree. I think it's the same thing with Casario. The difference, though, between Casario and Belichick is that Casario is going to give you like 99% of word vomit that does not yes. matter and give you four-minute answers when there might be three seconds worth of meat there. Bill Belichick's going to talk for five seconds and three three. Three seconds of yeah. his meat. So that's the difference between the two. They're, they're both not going to give a lot. They will give something if you listen, but Nick Casario is going to pollute it with a lot of very unnecessary stuff. Yeah, you've got, a, you've got the Grinch, yeah. and you've got a robot. <laughs> it's pretty much talking at a press but conference. he's a machine for sure. Nick likes to hear himself talk. He talks and, a lot. Yeah, so he is going to give you, you know, multi-syllable words and the longest possible way. Belichick's going to be so cut and dried, yeah. it's, it, it's going to make your head spin. He's just going to go, if we see something we like, yeah. we'll get it. Yep. If not. We're not doing it. Casario, Casario wants you to know how smart he is. Yeah. Wall Street, uh, Silicon Valley. I've read this book. I've read that book. Football, football, football. But he's just not going to give you a whole lot of meat. But he's going to give you a whole lot of stuff. But anyways, uh, um, a couple of thoughts here. Uh, DJB Anime, who who joins us all the time, covers the Texans for ESPN. He says Nick Casario says the early success has zero impact on what the Texans could do at the trade deadline. Uh, Jonathan Alexander, if there is someone externally that we think will have an impact, uh, then we'll look. At that if not that we won't those are quotes from uh, Nick Casario I, I don't think the Texans are going to be very active honestly I think I, I, I heard the first quote the first of those last two quotes and I think this I think that if there's a, an opportunity that presents itself as much as you know they're they're still realizing where they are in this grand scheme of how, where they want to be but there's going to be plenty of fire sales where if they can get a guy that fits everything that they're looking for, a younger player, a guy that still has plenty of room to grow, a guy that they feel like they might be able to coach up and take to another level, and a guy that they don't have to overpay for, there's definitely no doubt that if it means the difference between this year or waiting till the offseason, but they know they're on the cusp of a playoff spot, they're going to chase it. They're going to go get a guy if they know that he can make an impact this season. Yeah, I think it'd be minor. I think it'd be minor, though. I wish yeah, I'm not deadline, looking for a sexy splash. I wish the deadline was November 15th. So that puts us I just, a week. Like, just... Two weeks or so, like two weeks or whatever it is from the thirty first. Like, just give me two weeks after that, and I, I just I kind of feel like the NFL deadline needs to move back. So this one's before. This is before week eight, right? We're going into yeah seven. This is no. We're, we're going, going to week eight. We're going into week seven eight. games week eight. So yeah. so it'd be at, so it's the so it's the Tuesday before the ninth week of the year. Yeah, before week nine. So what week after, would you want to have it at? After week ten. At some point okay, after week so 10. Okay, so going into week 11. So you're pushing yeah. it back two weeks? Yeah, push it back two weeks because I just I think you would get a better deadline. Yeah. Clarity with sport. playoffs. And, like, and honestly, because yeah. think about, like, the NFL. Like, they, they're always the king anyways. But, like, the best part of the NBA season, and for a lot of fans, Major League Baseball season, is the deadline. I think if you push it back two weeks, like, if the Texans won their next three games, you could say, okay, you should be aggressive. Sure. You're six and three. You know, you just beat the Cincinnati Bengals. Like, let's go be aggressive and really chase something special this year. I would feel much better about the Texans than making a move at 4-3. and three. Like, it's just, there's still so many it, questions. I wish it was just that. a little bit later. Yeah, because you, you push it to that level and it unmucks the waters a little bit. Because, you know, we always talk about, uh, and we were talking about this the last time in baseball, because of the, the wild card and the extended wild card and everything that was going on, there were so many teams that still legitimately had a chance to yeah. be a playoff team that they weren't going to be sellers where if they knew they weren't going to make the playoffs, it would change everything. That would kind of give you the clarity you need so you kind of weed out a few teams and maybe there's a, more, a few more teams that are willing to do a fire sale. And, and like even like, like the Vikings, or like we, I mentioned Daniel Hunter earlier, like who, who are they? 
Well, they just won a big game. They sure did. Like so, like are they? Why would they sell in this moment? They make the playoffs last yeah. year. They're losing all these games. Cousins by one is score. going at the end of the year, regardless. So you got to go for it. So it's like, why would they sell one, one right direction now? or the other? Though you can either go for it winning yes. or go for it by breaking it all down. But because of his no trade clause, he, yeah, he, yeah, he, he holds kinda, all the cards. Yeah, yeah true. Stuck. He has yeah. to say. Um, I, I'm for that idea. I might even go further back. I might even go like three, four weeks. Well, because like you know, a quarterback's most like, like we've never like quarterbacks never get moved. It's always like, oh well, it's too complicated. The offenses are too hard. I think that's a bunch of malarkey. And like, <laughs> if a team wants to trade for Kirk Cousins, they should. He just doesn't want that to happen because like if Joe Burrow got her, or if, or even like if you're the Jets in three weeks and you're five and three, you're six and three, but you don't know if Aaron Rodgers is coming back. That's when you trade. But for you Kirk also Cousins. don't. You know he's coming back next year in all probability. So you get a guy with an expiring contract exactly. that they want to unload, and it makes sense. I just like I wish it was back a little bit further so we could see the Texans where they're really at in the season and if they could make a splash arc or a splash move. Because like I agree, like I think they'll make a minor trade if anything. But like I kind of wish they would make something bigger. It's just it's too early. Lamont says yes, running back. I have a sneaky suspicion that Barkley may be available. They denied that pretty hard today. I also don't think the Texans are going to be trading no. a premium pick for a Saquon Barkley. I don't think NFL teams would be trading premium picks. I, mean, I would for trade a running back for Saquon it's not Barkley. Premium. It's not enough yeah, it's for the not Giants. A, it's not a premium pick. Like if you're not drafting running backs in the first couple of rounds, I don't think you're trading a top well, two said, round pick for Saquon Barkley and then paying I him know. top of market, you know, running back value. I don't. I don't think so. Yeah, I don't think running back makes sense because Singletary. I see. When I he think. Has I think running back could actually make sense, but not Saquon. I think it's more of a rotational. Yeah. third running back that right. fits in nicely that's better than Boone. Like, running back makes some sense to me, but not uh, anything of, like, significance. I meant, like, the Derrick yeah. Henrys yeah. and the, yeah. the big time, you know, the Saquon Barkleys. You can get a guy that's a younger version of a single terrier. You can get a younger guy that's getting buried on a depth chart somewhere else, but you knew in college had a ton of talent, still yep. young. That's one thing. But, you know, you hear the rumors about Derrick Henry to the Cowboys and other teams, too. Titans aren't getting a whole lot back from no, Derrick Henry. No, but I, if, I think I think they're going to move Henry. I think that they will too. I think he's going to be a Baltimore Raven. He's not going to go for a, a ton of draft capital. Huh, no. Interesting. Yeah, Henry. I don't know if Henry really fits what they're doing though. Like they're going a lot of three he receiver. Fits in Dallas. See, I think he fits in Dallas. I think he kind of makes sense in Cleveland too. If if they want to, but the problem there is they got Kareem Hunt. Well, that's not the problem. Well, him and Ford. Are the both problem out. is that well, the problem is that the Chubbs like under under like team control for a while, and Henry's yeah. not an expiring deal. So now you have two running backs to make a huge percentage of your salary cap, and you have to make a decision in the offseason. So actually I think that eliminates Cleveland because I don't think they want that much money on their books for running backs that are then going to be difficult to move. Yeah. Yeah, but you already paid Kareem Hunt. You got the other but guy. I mean, Kareem Hunt's making like league minimum. Like he's I thought not, he got more than that. Maybe, he probably did, but Kareem like Hunt's million, contract's probably. not a problem. Like It's probably a one-year deal, and it's probably yeah. non-guaranteed. Like His contract's not an issue. But I'm saying those two guys have been adequate enough running the ball – for, to get you through the rest of the yeah, season, and then Chubb's back. Yeah, I, I still think that he came up a couple weeks ago on the show. I, I'm curious if, like, Dalvin Cook moves the needle at all for anyone. I think even the Texans, like, if the Jets He looks fall, so bad. I know though. he does, but, like, it, I think he's worth the seventh round, that sixth, seventh round swap, plus the player with yeah. like a flyer. You know the Raiders what? could trade both Josh Jacobs and Devontae Adams. That would make, make sense. And they could make a difference to some playoff teams. See, I think like a low-key name under the radar would be, okay, San Francisco. They, they're not scared at all about Christian McCaffrey. They like Jordan Mason. What about Eli Mitchell for like oh. a six-round pick? Now he knows the scheme. I would he like knows that. the system, something like that. Or if the Dolphins were like, okay, Jeff Wilson's back from injury, but we're getting A-chan back next week. We like Ahmed or however you pronounce it. Mostert's going really well. Like, do we trade Jeff Wilson or expose him to waivers? Like a sixth, seventh rounder for a former San Francisco running back that knows the scheme to me makes a lot of sense. Here's one for you, uh, 
Joe George, hip hip hooray, six three eight three. Would y'all give up a second and a fourth for Max Crosby? Yes. I think it's too, too much. much. I think it's too much. He's under contract twice. for like four more years. Yeah, but he's he? also under contract for a lot of money. Yeah. So you have like $100 million in cap space. But you also have a lot of players that you're going to have to pay because you don't have a lot of them under contract. I, so you have I a lot of cap deal. space, but you don't have a lot of players under contract. And you're, now you're paying a guy twice. You're paying him in draft capital, and you're paying him in tons of money. He's, he is through con- he's under contract uh, through 2026. But like, look at the last time the Raiders made a big move trading away defensive end. They got two first for Cleo Mack. If he was a second and a fourth, that's a steal. But the two and a four after you've already you, you gave up some you gave up some picks, some good draft capital to get your defensive pl- you know player know. of the future. I don't know that you want to give up two more to get a, a guy that's also making a ton of money that's going to complement your 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 pass rusher and maybe teach him things. I, I think that second and that fourth has more value in the overall rebuild. Yeah, I am I am a bit of a draft pick hugger. I think we all know that. It's funny how, but I, how much you hug draft picks, no, but not prospects. Actually, I do. Uh, honestly, I am more of a prospect hugger. He is. I, yeah. uh, I, really, I can attest uh, to that. 713-780-ESPN. Killer Bees broadcasting live from the tailgate from Silver Street Studio. Why is Joe making faces on this Wednesday? It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. I know a lot of you are making faces whenever you look at your home insurance rates. It's stupid. So here I am to save you some money. Uh, I'm a homeowner. You're a homeowner. Most of you are. So we can relate that those home insurance rates make you make faces. 30, 40, 50% increases on your home insurance. It's ridiculous, and it's super expensive, and it needs to stop. How do you stop it? Well, grab your phone right now because you're about to text TGS Insurance Agency that's here to make you stop it. TGS TGS is the fastest-growing agency in Texas because they make saving you money fast and easy. It's what I want to hear. Make it fast. Make it easy. I don't want to do anything. Their instant quoting system will shop the market for you, deliver you a proposal in 15 seconds. It is fast. You can't afford to wait any longer. The time to save is right now. So take the phone I told you to grab, and all you have to do is text the word money. M-O-N-E-Y to 232323. There's no risk here. It's all reward. Text money to 232323. The TGS system will ask for your address. Just send them back your address, and you'll get a proposal with excellent coverage within 15 seconds. So it's easy for you. It's fast. You're saving money. Why wouldn't you do this? TGS is winning for people everywhere, from Katy to Beaumont, to Cypress, to Conroe, and everywhere in between, TGS customers save big. Over 35,000 of your neighbors in the area trust TGS. Thousands of five-star reviews, so you can trust them as well. It's simple, it's fast, it's easy, and big savings, all reward, no risk. That's why TGS is the gold standard. Don't be left paying more. Get your savings right now. Just text money, M-O-N-E-Y, to 232323, money to 232323. ESPN 97.5 on YouTube, Dog Show. Women bathing their dogs, you know, cut off jeans and T-shirts and with the soap. And you know how it gets all wet and then the water... Anyone can have a hot take on sports. You're going to continue to be a bunch of soft, underperforming, tattooed millionaires? But that's not what these guys are about. Joel and Jeremy are real, actual human beings, guys that have lives, families, and feelings and stuff. So it's WTF Wednesday. WTF, why the face? Where these guys let you in on their non-sports interests, goals, and dare I say it, dreams. But more than likely, they're going with all of the WTF moments of the past week. It's WTF Wednesday. Why the face? With the Killer Bees. Why the Face Wednesday, live from Silver Street Studio on the tailgate. Blankers, look up, it's Bull Blankers guy. He's getting delivered the finest drinks in all the land. Mm. 
Well done. I like that. We can Membership has its privileges. get drinks for the rest of us, but the blank man gets some drinks. All right, Joe, why are you making some faces today? Well, yesterday I made a face because I was on social media. And I felt like that Friday gift where they go, damn! Because I saw Brady <laughs> Quinn oh, destroy yeah. everyone's favorite <laughs> quarterback coach. I wish so, everybody could have seen you in that move you just made. How, much, how excited it was you were. Awesome. That's the face. But the thing is, he took he, his take was a spinoff of what we had already said. Yeah, so Quincy Avery, Brady Quinn, they're going back and forth about, you know, you don't know you're talking about Brady. You're just talking to a microphone, forgetting there was a first-round draft pick. In the NFL, they're going back and forth. And then Brady Quinn drops this little nugget, this little gem, and goes, how about we massage this conversation and get it to a happy ending? Does that sound satisfactory? What a wonderful response from Brady Quinn. Quincy Avery sucks. That was a mic drop moment there. Quincy Avery likes to mix it up on social media. Yeah, maybe he should, like, you know, focus on being, like, confident because, like, all of his quarterbacks. Who are his quarterbacks besides Deshaun? Well, Justin. Before, oh, yeah. But uh, he, he got dumped by Jalen Hurts. Okay. So last he doesn't year, have Stroud, right? Stroud's just a mulligetter. Compare uh, similarity. I th- I think he has worked with Stroud because I've seen Justin Stroud and Watson together. So but I think Stroud's worked with multiple. I think he has two, but like I think he's I think the biggest connection. I there thought is he had together. one guy. I don't that think he has Stroud out. like as a full time. No, guy. not as a full time. Yeah, I don't think he does. They, they've like done like you know get together and throw type things. But I, I thought he had one guy that was decent. Well, Watson was decent. Well, okay. <laughs> and now he's broken. And, and now he's not. Well, is he broken <laughs> or is he making business decisions? And now he's quarterback two in Cleveland. Uh, both. Both. I think that that leads to the other, uh, honestly. Um, the, uh, the the thing that bothers me about Quincy Avery on the – you're right, like focus on the job as opposed to getting into Twitter spats. The other thing is uh, he, he said that he saw Brady Quinn this weekend, and Brady Quinn was like, that's funny, I didn't see you. Yeah. And then, like, Quincy Avery's also the dude that's like, okay, he'll engage you quickly in a Twitter argument. But then the moment that you, like, have a mic drop moment or that you, like, get over on him like when, like uh, Brady Quinn did in this moment, he uh, he's like, well, I'll see you in person. Yeah, we'll talk about fight. it then. Yeah, but he doesn't. Like, he's saying that. No, no, on, he's, he's fake he's, tough. He's, he's fake tough. Yes, That's yes. the thing. Like, he's tough behind the keyboard saying, well, we'll see about this when we see in person. Well, how come he's never fighting in person when he's telling everybody when he sees him in person they're going to fight, and apparently he saw him this weekend. He's yeah. fake. Yeah, he's, he's fake. He's always he's, been that He's way. a total fraud. Like, he's been, like, him in that whole Mulligetta camp, it was, like, the first thing. Like, I just, I wish Deshaun Watson was not even connected to Mulligetta. It just... Immediately, like it feels like if things go bad, you mean Stroud. Stroud. Stroud, Stroud, Stroud. Yeah, I think yeah. I, I Stroud. hate I hate that Stroud is connected to him in any way because like yeah. he is a good agent. Like I'll, I'll give him that. Like he got Jalen Ramsey out of his two deals. He got Watson out. I think he might get Watson out again. To be honest, if Watson doesn't want to be in Cleveland, the, like the thing, the saving grace here though is like if Stroud's really going to be this good, the Texans are going to have no problem paying him top money. Yeah, right. So it's right. like you don't. Like, this is more for the middling quarterback or a quarterback who's demanding a trade. Which yeah, this, I mean, I'm not going to sit here and say that Stroud will never demand thing, a trade because I would have said the same thing about Watson. Mulgetta's calling card, which he's now trying to change, is because of Jalen Ramsey on top of Deshaun and a few others, is he's the crowbar that gets you out of the impossible that everybody says you can't get out of it. He's the guy that gets you out of it. And that that ticks a lot of people off. And if things are going well, hopefully that's never an issue. Which, I mean, you know, is it always going to be rainbows? No, it's not. But I, if, I, if I had to pick one guy that I wouldn't want to do business with, I would take Quincy Avery over uh, Mulligetta that yes. I wouldn't want to touch. So, like, if, if Stroud's associated with one of them, I'm glad it's Mulligetta and not Quincy Avery. Yeah. Uh, we got a man here has been a 50-year-old man arrested because he faked a heart attack in 20 
different restaurants <laughs> to avoid paying the bill. Wow. 20 times? 20 times he's pulled this. And got away Dif- with it. Different restaurants? Different restaurants. I uh, I admire the hustle. I, I mean, admire the game here. Like This is uh, this is impressive. I mean, if you can get away with it, yeah, yeah it's shady as hell. Well, I guess he didn't get away with this one because now everybody well, knows. Well, at some point people catch on, right? Like, yeah. You, you have, like, if you're in, like, the same town... Like, you're going to have servers and managers that are at yeah. different restaurants and things like that. So when you're like, planning a vacation, are you planning out, where's the restaurant where I'm most see, likely to, to do the that's fake what you have attack to, you have to be, cash in? You have to be cities. selective. Yeah. Like, this is kind of like robbing a bank on much, much, much smaller scales. Because, look, how many times do you want to rob a bank? Because eventually, like, the mask is going to catch up with you. Eventually, you're going to get caught. So do you want it to be, like, a one-time-a-year heist? Do you want it to be a once-in-a-lifetime heist? Do you want to do this every other week? Like, you have to play the percentages here. This is the same thing. If you're going to be faking a heart attack to skip the check, you got to kind of play the math here. Is it, like, good for once a year in a specific city? Is it good for twice a year in a specific city? Yeah, so yeah. I admire the game. I think he got too greedy. Yeah, and he I got think too that, greedy. you're right, because in Houston, even as big as Houston is, even if you went north side, you yep. know, midtown, midtown or downtownish. It's still word travels too fast, and then there's going to be follow-ups. The the the, the bar or the restaurant's going to be yeah. like, "Hey, how are you doing?" And then certainly the paramedics yeah. and everybody else are going to go. Well, let's look at his medical records. Well, yeah, that's the other thing. That's a, you bring up a good point. You must have good insurance. Like, how how far are you going with this? Because it's like one thing to like, oh, I have a heart attack. Let me rush to the hospital, or they call the ambulance. Yes, yeah, so they this call guy. the ambulance. They start yeah. looking at his medical records. Now, now, it's, now it's like, what are we doing here? Now it's minus ROI. Now it's yeah. minus EV. But if you're like, just oh, I got a heart attack. I got to run out of here, and you just jump in your car and go home. I got some glycerin pills in the car. I got to get them. Well, he's also like, this is tough. I would assume like you're also, you're not doing this, you know, at a. We should try it as a bit and see if we get away with it. Like one of us can have a heart attack. We're rushing you, Joe, to the hospital. Joe, you're a Bears fan. You had your 50 second heart attack and you love Coach Dicka. I don't, I don't, don't, yeah. You don't want to do it? You don't want to go through with this? I feel like my father-in-law would find out and slit my throat. He owns a restaurant. Like, he would really frown upon well, you. Well, well, he knows you're not going to do it to him. That's true. That's true. <laughs> Although, oh, he would be the easiest I, target. Yeah. Because <laughs> he would maybe be I super find, concerned. I'll find out, like, who his enemy is. Yeah. Like, who's, like, who's the restaurant in that area of town that, like, you like yeah. the least. And, like, let's go try to pull one over. It just hit me that we're at the tailgate and we're surrounded by 20 restaurants and they're all looking at us funny. Yeah, but let's Joe, move on. Yeah, but, Joe, here's the thing. I don't. We don't want to lose you. So, we don't want to do it to the re- the restaurant's biggest enemy and then they want to press charges and then you get in big trouble. That's true. That's yeah, I'm true. okay. I'm, I'm, I'm committed to the bit. I'm okay I have, with Joe I have doing one that. rule. <laughs> That's I have, right. You picked out. If we're going to do this bit, if we're going to do this bit, we got to go somewhere where at least I can get, like, a nice steak. Like, I'm not doing this okay. bit over, like, a Wendy's French fry. Do you well, start no, wheezing no. first? Do you wheeze and cough? I don't know. <laughs> we can go up to Tris in the Woodlands. They have a you good feel steak. Like, do you feel like the like a heart attack or fake choking would be easier? No, because somebody's going to try to pull the Heimlich on you. Like, choking, you have an out. Like, somebody's yeah. going to grab you and try to heart attack. What are they going to do? Plus, I've had buddies that own restaurants that say people do that a lot. Really? They, like, they, they yeah. fake choke, and then they start to try and get it free. I man. think the That's number crazy. one move that people do is they, they pluck a hair out of their head, and they try to put it in their food. That's that's a shame. That's ridiculous. That's like like, and the thing is, is like, people know like the color of the hair of their chefs in the kitchen. Yeah. So like, if you throw like, if you got like a bunch of brunettes in the kitchen, yeah. and, like there's a blonde hair. Like, but they're all. What if your chef required, is bald? But they're yeah, they're all required to wear the 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 hair. Oh you know what? yeah. Yeah. Usually, if I if I'm a restaurant owner, I'm hiring a bald chef. We got hiring no females. No. I'm going to have a bald chef. There's that way, females that, way, that are bald? They can be the... That's true. B- b- yeah, exactly, the yeah. on Sports Center. Yeah, G.I. Jane. That's true. G.I. Jane. Uh, last one I got here. We're just going to... I want to do a quick little game here. This woman went very viral 
on Twitter. It was very uh, viral. Very viral. <laughs> like she, she went super duper viral. Viral um, on, a, on a steroid. So she she listed out twenty places that women should refuse to go on a first date to. Oh, okay, I did see this. So I just I'm curious, like what's like what do you think should be the number one? The number one no go. The number one no go. This is you said it's a first date. First date. I don't believe in movies on first dates. No, because you can't Great talk. You, don't, you can't get no. to know. You can't get to know the other person. No, I mean that's a waste. Like you, it's a, it's a, it's a net zero. And what females you don't go to a sports bar because not, the guy's going to be tuned in on everything but you. That's not fair. on the list is movies. Stunned me. Movies is not on the list. They put like movie night, like Netflix, Hulu. Well, it's bad. On, well, you can't be. That's because Netflix and chill is a possibility. You're not trying. Yeah. To, that's not a date. That's yeah. something else. Right. But like no, but even Netflix and Hulu. Like I mean, well, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. Like you're not going to invite somebody to your place to be like, hey, let's watch Netflix on a first date, or let's watch television on a first yeah, date. Yeah, it's, it's not a date. It's just a activity into a bedroom. Oh, I thought, yeah, but you strip said Strip club and sports yeah, bar have day. to be, like, completely out strip for Strip club, also not on here. But I feel like that's kind of an obvious one. But, like, yeah. I, think, I think the movie's... A movie is a terrible first date. Yeah, that's you, you talk in line to get popcorn, okay. and then you talk as you leave. You need to get to know somebody on the first date to see if it's decent, like, if you want to have a second date. Yeah. Right, and if she's a true movie fan, she's going to be pissed off if you're trying to talk to her during the movie. Now, she well, yeah, went, you shouldn't do that. But it's, guys will. You're a bad person if you talk to her in movies. Agreed. Uh, she she went specific with like certain chain restaurants. Uh-huh. She put number one on her list, Cheesecake Factory. I'm okay. I'm, I agree with that. Menu's Why? too big. I'm not a big fan of Cheesecake Factory. I don't the, have a problem with it. I think, I think the menu's it, too the big. Menu's they, don't too do big. Any, they don't do anything good. Their menu well, is very big. Cheesecake. No. Cheesecake. They've got a couple of, of good dishes. I think everything's like at like a six. Yeah. Because the menu's is. so big. I don't, I don't think anything's like a no, There's no eight, nine, ten. I'm not, a, I'm not a big Cheesecake Factory guy. Uh, number two is Applebee's. I didn't ag- know they still existed. I would agree with that. Yeah, that's terrible. And number three, Chili's. I would agree with that. Same. I, I think Applebee's and Chili's are kind of in the same boat. Yeah. Branham, Branham and Chili's don't necessarily get along either. My wife and I don't go to Chili's anymore. I don't, she had a bad yeah. run of arid food. I don't mind. I don't mind the food at Chili's. Like it's fine for like you get the chips and salsa. Like right. it's fine for like a decent little like quick little bite. But Branham and Chili's do not agree. Uh, Chipotle? Who takes a date That's to Chipotle? Where, Love, well, probably one guy. Blank and Chipotle. I, don't agree. I, most people. The sauce. Most, most people with the Chipotle. The sauce is something that, that I like Chipotle, me. but you do have to plan ahead with Chipotle. You sure do. I like the spicy red yeah. salsa. That's delicious. So good. Yeah, it is. So good. And the number five was Olive Garden. Oh, no. Movies was on our list. It was number six. I missed it. No Olive Garden? I feel like Olive Bread Garden. Bread and salad? Like, that's a... Well, I mean, it's... Then you look cheap. What's I mean, the what's the what, how much should a person be spending on the first date? The man. See, I'm a I'm a fan. I don't even love dinner on a first date back in the day. Like I, drinks, it's, yeah, like a coffee or get to know somebody, I maybe an activity. Call. She had coffee yeah. on her list. That surprised me. Yeah, because I don't, that's the easiest way to get to know someone and, and also get out quick if it's not if it's not something that's working. Yeah, yeah. Somebody said faking a seizure might be easier. Uh, what about yeah. pregnant wife water breaking to get out of a bill? Not a bad idea. It's a good uh, it's a good bit if you got it. Seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. What have you ever done to get out of a bill? Uh, the Rangers in the World Series makes you feel what? Brent Strom in the World Series makes you feel what? Also, let's rank the five free agents the Astros had. From order that we'd like to keep them to we don't care if they're on another team. Uh, it's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5, ESPN 92.5. Hey, guys, before we go to the break, we know there's another weekend coming up of great college and pro football. We know the World Series is about to start. We know that there's college basketball on the horizon, and the NBA started last night. And if you love sports and you love it enough to bet on it, there's only one place that I tell you to go. It's mybookie.ag. And I tell you to use the promo code BET975 because as a listener to ESPN 97.5, when you 
you go to mybookie.ag. Whether you're a new customer signing up for the first time or you're going back for more and reloading your account, you can cash in because you listen to us by using that promo code BET975. Go in, put in a minimum of 50 bucks. They're going to do a deposit match right now. So whatever you put in, they'll put in the same amount right into your account instantly. That means more money in your account, more money you can bet on games with, and more chances to win. They've got tons of other marketing opportunities going on in promotions as well, where they've got crazy odds that you can get, where they've got obviously the in-games and all the different kinds of prop bets that you can get into. But they're always taking care of you, the customer, and they heard from you. They listen when there's not games going on and someone wants something to do that loves to gamble. Go to mybookie.ag, live dealer standing by. You can play casino games right there on the site. They're fantastic. They take care of you. But the one thing you do have to remember, use that promo code BET975. I always tell you to do this. I'm going to tell you to do it again, and you're going to be able to cash in. Go to mybookie.ag and use that promo code BET975 because you can bet anything, anytime, anywhere. With the only place I tell you to do it, it's mybookie.ag. ESPN 97.5 and 92.5. Planet Unicorn, hey. Give it up for feathers. Ooh, Cadillac and Tom Cruise. Back to the Killer Bees. Live from the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios at the tailgate. Here's Joel and Jeremy. He's Blake. I'm Branham. We are at the tailgate. Silver Street Studio. I'm starting to get hungry because I'm starting to smell some things. I cannot wait. All right. The Rangers in the World Series make you feel what? Brent Strom in the World Series makes you feel what? 713-780-3776. Let's start with the Rangers. Disgusting. got into it first. The Rangers in the World Series makes you feel disgusted. Yeah, it pisses me off. Yeah, I'm right around there, too. It's just... It kind of ticks me off. It makes me sick. It makes me want to throw up. I respect them. Like yeah. I respect that no, they look. beat you. They have a really good team. We said they had a really good team in spring training. Yep. Like I, I respect that organization. Love Bruce Bochy, but it makes me sick that they're in the World Series. Yeah. Especially how you, got you there. tip your cap. They beat you. Have to right because they outplayed you and beat you in the deciding game of a massive series. But it had so much deeper implications than just the game seven in the playoffs because it's the Rangers, because it's your in-state rival, because there's so much animosity both on the field, especially this year, and with the fan bases and everybody else and bragging rights aside, this was bigger. So it's a massive deal. And the one thing that you do is when you keep your loyalties is, aside from that, you never side with your enemies because you're no longer in the race. So there's no way that you go from playing a team that you despise and losing and then going, yeah. but I sure do hope they win the World Series. Screw that. Yeah, it depends. On, like, in this case, I completely agree. Like, I, I've always kind of liked the Rays as my, you know, secretive team that I pull for. Like, I'd be pulling for the Rays if they were in the World Series, but it's not a rival. It's not a division rival. Right. Uh, there's no way that uh, you should be pulling for like the I Rangers. Would never root, I would never root for the Yankees. Yes, exactly, exactly. Like, there's teams in the National League I hate, too. Like, Yankees-Dodgers Dodgers. would be, that'd be awful. Like, I have no idea what I'd be what wanting your, there. I'd be rooting done? for an earthquake, I think, what if it was, the what Yankees if, and the Dodgers were What if playing. the Phillies didn't choke? I'd be pulling for the I don't, Phillies. I don't, I, don't, I don't hate the Phillies. I kind of hate the city of Philadelphia. Yeah, see, I, so I like, like... that's where, like, I, I struggle. Like, I've liked I my time Bryce in Harper. Philly. Like, I'm one of the few people that I know 
that actually likes Philadelphia. Ooh, I hate that city. See, I know. Like, everybody I talk to is like, I hate Philly. I, I like going to Philly. Philly's I, pretty cool to I go. Oh, love... that's, that's part of the reason why I hate Yeah, I know. It's I know. I'm, dirty in the, I'm in the minority here. It's rough. I know and... I'm in the minority. Ooh, but I kind of like it. I like the history of it. I think the food's pretty good. I kinda, yeah, the history I is cool. Like when yeah. we first go there, yeah. like our first trip to go see the Liberty Bell and Independence Hall and all those yeah, things. Cool to me. The Rocky statue kind of thing. But, man, when you – like, we had someone get shot outside our hotel – one of the first trips. There's people begging for money every street yeah, corner. Definitely, it, that's it, a lot of big cities. It, there's in America, a lot going on for sure. What were you saying, Joe? I, I like Philly, the city. It's just something about the teams and the fans. Yeah, like I really enjoy watching like the barstool clowns, like the Philly fans that just have like yeah, that was meltdowns. Hilarious though. Well, that part of it's funny. like they have like the worst luck. They've had like oh, so much success, but so much failure over the last couple of years. Like. You know, the, the Eagles have lost Super Bowls. The Phillies lost the World Series and then the the NLCS. Even their soccer, soccer team. The 76ers have been high-seeded and they failed. So, like, I, I probably would have, like, been pulling for the Phillies a little bit there. But, like, to me, it's just I feel annoyed that the Rangers I, I, I fully had expected that I would be rooting for the Philadelphia Phillies in the World Series because I expected it to be a Rangers-Phillies World Series. And no matter what happens, you beat Philadelphia already. You beat them last year. So you're good. So if you if, if Bryce Harper gets his first one – and the Phillies win it this year, they bounce back, It's anything's better than seeing the Rangers win a World Series. Yeah, any of those negative words is how I feel about the Rangers being in the World Series. Nothing good about it, quite frankly. Corey, I'm so glad Arizona won. As a Cowboys fan, I can't pull for anything Philly. Dang sure can't pull for the Rangers. Go D-backs. It's funny that you're – that's the funny thing about the whole, like, the Cowboy Astro fan, because there's a lot of Cowboy Astro fans. So it's yeah, like Cowboy yeah. Astro fan hates the Ranger. Like, it's, yeah. it's just it's kind of weird to me. I'm not hating on any, anybody. I'm not hating on you, Corey. It's just kind of weird to me. All right, bring it. Go but ahead. You, you know what I was going to say about that, too, though, in, in terms of the Diamondbacks? As much as I'm always pulling for the underdog, if my team's out of it, and I think it's a great story with the Diamondbacks, I was pissed off. And Lisa's like, What's up? what are you upset about? I go, because now I think the Rangers have a better chance to win the World Series. I don't. I, don't, I disagree with that. I, I, I really think that if it would have been the Phillies, I think the Phillies would have beaten the Rangers. I think the Diamondbacks, happy to be there and going farther than they've been in so long with a young team, all of this is cake. And I, I just feel like the Rangers are going to beat but, the, the Diamondbacks. But they beat the Phillies. They did. So you put a lot of emphasis on the Phillies being there last year, and it's not so much like a happy to be there. It's we're, gotta, we're here to win it, whereas Diamondbacks, yep. like this is already the peak of their season. I, I, could, I yeah. think it's a good point. Uh, I think the Diamondbacks are way better than people think, And they're going to be good for a long time. They are. They're pretty loaded. Uh, Brent Strom in the World Series makes you feel? Good. Uh, I, look, Stromy up in age, and for whatever the reason, and because they didn't want to lose their other two pitching coaches, mm-hmm. Stromy moves on, but he's beloved here. There was no reason to hate on him. He's with an upstart team. He's done, I'm sure he's getting a ton of credit for kind of developing some of that young pitching staff that has pitched so well. I got no problems and nothing but love for Brent Strom being in the World Series. Here, uh, here, I agree. Part of me is jealous. Part, my part of me is jealous that Brent Strom is not the pitching coach of the Houston Astros. I, I've defended Miller and Murphy, and this is not me banging on Miller and Murphy. And I kind of defended when Strom left, too. Astros pitching kind of fell apart in the second half of the year. Fromber, second half versus first half, different guy. Christian Javier, second half versus first half, different guy. Hunter Brown, incredible stuff, had a rookie season that wasn't as good as we thought it was going to be. Um it makes me jealous because I think Brent Strom's one of the best pitching coaches in baseball. I wish he never would have left. But did Strom, the one thing we don't know for certain is did Stromy because he said he wanted to be where they have a house in Arizona. He wanted to, you know, he was ready to almost basically walk away, but instead this was the best of both worlds. He could be with his wife, be at home, be in Arizona, yeah. still be a pitching coach. But it's still, I'm still jealous. Oh, I would love to. Have I, I kept still Brent wish Strom, he was here. No doubt about it. Yeah, I'm jealous that Brent Strom. I, I, I'm rooting for him. I'm rooting for the Dimex, certainly. 
and I want them to win. And I want Bannister to win, too. Go Cougs. Uh, but I am jealous. Brent Strom in the World Series and the Astros are not. I think jealous is, is the perfect word. And then, But it's funny, like, the all this Bagwell stuff. Now I just, like, I don't trust anything. I don't trust that Strom just, like, left to go live in Arizona. And, like, it yeah. wasn't some, like, weird, like, analytical thing or him versus Dusty or him versus Baggy or Click. Like You would hate to think something like, was up there, I think. I, I really do. Yeah, it's just, like, why he would just bail. And, like, and look, like, he, like, it's not like Dusty. Dusty's retiring. Yeah. And he's going to go maybe be a consultant, maybe take some pictures, you know, with Bob Melvin and the, and the Giants or whatever he's going to do. Stromini is cannonballing into a yeah. pool to go to the NLCS, and now he's going to the World Series. He, he's got Gallon starting the, the All-Star game for the Nationals. Merrill Kelly, who the hell is that guy? Is awesome. He fat guy but yesterday. Like, I, I just yeah. – I, I, now I, I've got like – I don't trust him anymore. I think it was more analytics. I, I think it was more click than Dusty, though. I, I really do. I, I think it was click wanting like a analytical pitching coach. Not to say that Stromy's not, but I think he wanted more of what his vision was for that. I think that was more yeah. click than Dusty. Like I, I firmly believe I that. a huge mistake if that's the case. Yeah. I mean, he kind of retired, and then he had a job I, a month later. Like yes. eh, I eh. saw it more like to on top of it. Well, you know he's uh, – long in the tooth he's not going to be doing this for long we got two guys that are his disciples that know what he does we we want want to keep these guys they're both going to get jobs if we don't keep them and so you know you have that conversation i hope that's not the case because you write out the guy that's been doing it well but yeah i I hope i don't hear those stories someday someday down the road all right rangers in the world series makes you feel what brent strom in the world series makes you feel what and look the astros have five key free agents that are expiring deals do you want any of them back, yes or no, and rank their order of importance? 713-780-3776. It's the Killer Bees on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5. ESPN 97.5 on Twitch. We control the spice. The spice extends life. The spice expands consciousness. 